What up, what up, everybody? It's the Going Vocal Pod Squad. I'm your roving reporter, Sean Money. It's your boy, Lou Bim. And it's your man, Jam C. Yo, we're welcoming you guys to the room. Yo, we want to give a shout out to all the people who have been sharing the podcast, throwing in feet, giving us feedback. Guys, you are really keeping us on our toes. Um, so we can't thank you enough. Yo, we want to ask you to continue to listen in on our weekly basis. Continue to share, continue to give us your feedback, and you never know, there could be something that might end up in your Christmas stocking. Um, So we're calling everybody to the room, and today's conversation is going to be focused about a national topic that is finally, finally um, getting some press and getting some of the attention. We want to talk about missing and exploited women of color. Um, we're talking about black, red, indigenous people. Um, the rate at which black and brown women of color go missing or exploited is much higher um, than their white counterparts. But yet the rate at which they are investigated, researched and making the news is much, much less. And we're trying to really dive into that conversation. So we invite you into the conversation to talk about it. Um, Some of the statistics that I have seen of late suggest that there are over 300,000 girls, and we're talking specifically about the U.S., that are reported missing as of 2020 that were black. But yet we have not seen any of many of these cases are not even making the local news more or less the national news. And I know many of us have seen the case in 2021 with the young lady from the Northeast, Gabby Petito. Not only was that case on the local news, it was on the national news. It was picked up by multiple police agencies. Um, the FBI eventually got involved. And, you know, our hearts go out to the Petito family. We definitely are glad that they are um, they have some understanding, and maybe not full understanding, um, of what happened to their daughter. So we definitely want to say rest in peace to Gabby Petito. But at the same time, we would like to see that same level of pursuit and engagement from local law enforcement when it's black girls and women of color who go missing, who are abducted, indigenous women who are going abducted. So fellas, chime in. What are your thoughts? What's your immediate reaction when you hear those staggering numbers um, as it relates to to people, women of color? I think the, what, what what stands out to me is the number of people that are missing, one. Secondly, the thing that stands out to me would be the fact of why aren't they getting so much uh, press, publicity. And for my research, and what I understand is that often when a person of color or a child of color is missing, is reported missing, they're classified as a runaway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if yep. they're considered as a runaway, mm-hmm. then nine times out of ten, they're not going to get the Amber Alert. Nope. Mm-hmm. So if they're not going to get the Amber Alert, then exposure is key in finding someone who's missing. And if no one is being made made aware of that this person is missing, then how would they know? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's the most alarming part. Those two things are alarming part that that many people are being are is missing, and yeah. then two. The, the thought process or the mentality that the people in in power, what they're using to go after these people. Like, 
So, so they're not really missing, you know what I'm saying? They just ran away. Right. So no need, no need to put all this effort into that because they're going to come back home right. when they get hungry or whatever the case may be. Right. You know and and that's the point where I think it goes off the rails immediately in these particular cases because what I've heard is the first 24 to 48 hours when somebody goes missing is critical, right? Agreed. Because there's probably clues and crumbs, so to speak. And I know that's not a, a criminal term. I don't know why I said that, but... The, the, the trail is hot at that point. And if you have to interview anybody, their recollection is going to be fresh. If you come back three months from now and ask them, did they see somebody at the gas station? They're probably less inclined to be able to give you a fair assessment of what is happening. Um, and, and there seems to be a growing market for people, women of color um, in some of these black markets with, so where women are being sex trafficked yes. um, to go into f- other countries and uh, if they're creating baby mills. They're creating baby mills. They're mm-hmm. taking women of color, black, brown, indigenous women, and they're you know extraditing them to foreign countries. They're having them um, have a lot of babies because the more babies they have, they then put the babies into slave trades. They, they work on these farms they're also having women come and they're being trafficked so that they can traffic drugs across um, the, the, the national lines in and out of the U.S. Um, so there seems to be a market for that. And apparently um, the storyline that was in Taken so many years ago, I mm-hmm. thought that was just a movie. But come to find out that that is very true. That in some of these Middle Eastern countries, and I'm not trying to single them out, but this is what the the statistics are saying, they have um, a market for women, for very rich and affluent men, where they use them for sex. So um, a lot of our women are being trafficked for for those purposes. Um, So Jamsi, what are your thoughts? What's your immediate reaction when you hear these numbers? It bothers me. It's very alarming. And and I always wonder where are we and I, I kinda I feel sort of I feel like sort of I have a responsibility because I feel like when one black woman goes missing, I think I feel like I failed. I haven't done my job. And I think as every black man, we need to defend our black women. When these things happen, I think as a community, we're supposed to enforce the news to to post this. We start with a community and we go group by group. And we force people to get out and help. I think you should be motivated by something like that. Because just to see, you know, so many women of color go missing and we just, we, we, we don't even lose sleep. And I think we all have, you know, not everybody, but if everybody have women in their life. Because if you have a mother, you have a grandmother, you have a sister, you have an aunt, you, or you have a daughter. So you have a woman in your life. So you imagine if that person goes missing. You don't hell. I don't want my wife to be gone for an hour. So, so if you if you're gone for a day and and you can't. I mean, again, this is really heart wrenching. It's really sad, and it, and it doesn't. People think it doesn't affect them until it happens to them. And I think it's it affects you when it happens to any one of us. I, I agree. I, I think um, it, it's it's oftentimes. I think to combat the lack of media attention, the lack of pursuit to lose point, you know, having your, unfortunately, having your family member classified as a runaway, families have to keep their feet on the pedal. 
Um, what I'm learning through the research for this particular segment is a lot of families don't push the issue with the local police. And I think it's because they don't realize they can, right? You have to keep your feet on the pedal. You have to make flyers. Mm -hmm. You have to go to your local community churches, community centers. And although you, they, uh, many states have and cities have local news channels, like like Absolutely. in Jersey, we have Channel 12. So it's not ABC News, but it's Channel 12. And if it gets on Channel 12, it's definitely going to make it to the larger news um, outlets. And you have to, you know, like enlist the aid of your family members and your local community to really like get the word out that your family is missing. Your, fam your family member, excuse me, is missing. And you have to take an active role in it. Don't rely just on the police. And if you're not satisfied with what you're hearing, with your local police, you can go to the state police and you can also pick up the phone and call the FBI. They have hotlines for missing and exploited people, um, not just women of color, but anyone. And you have to utilize all of those resources. I think um, the point that Lou was making, how they classify them as runaways, they automatically assume that people of color are running away from their lives, are running away from something. something. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, in many cases, not necessarily true. Um, and I think it just is a big factor on how the media classifies all black people into one group. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't really look at the individual cases um, as a whole. And that's why they're less inclined to publicize it and get the word out. Um, I remember back in the day, we used to have like a little segment when the news would go to a commercial. And I know I see it on ABC, not really on many other stations. Like sometimes when they go to commercial, they'll have missing children up there. Mm -hmm. um, when we were growing up, it used to be on the back of the milk. Milk cartons. Have you seen this child? Mm -hmm. And they don't do that anymore, right? So we, I don't really hear any particular mm -hmm. um, outlets really fostering the pursuit of looking for missing children or missing people of color. It's really not really talked about in, in, in public um, environments as much as it was in the past. And I think also to, to kind of piggyback off your point as well, <clears throat> I remember coming up, not only seeing that, um, have you seen this child? It'll say it's 10 o'clock. You you, know oh, yeah, exactly. I remember you know that. Your children are. 10 o'clock, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. where your kid is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then I think about this, the young lady... Um, just happened in East Orange, New Jersey, Northern New Jersey. Um, yeah. Uh, in October, uh, last name Moore, Jashia Moore, something like that. It was all over social media. Well, at least on my social media. Yeah, yeah that's how it got picked and, up. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm just one person. But I think that kind of circulated around kind of kind of good if, yeah, you know, for, on yeah, social for, media. For and, yes. and that, in that respect. And, and that's being proactive to piggyback off what Sha Money said, you know, call these different, get on your social media mm -hmm. and get it out that way. Because as you can see, the authorities group us in one one category. They paint us all with the same brush and they're going to use the same tactic if they know that it's a certain particular and race I, I, that's being missing. I think, I don't know for whatever reason, but looking at that young lady's case, you had to go to Facebook because I think if you live in an urban community and you said my child is missing, the local police assume to Shah's point or your child's just a runaway because right. of the conditions we live in. But that doesn't mean you're not a human being. We right. live, we we want the same things every other community has too. If my child runs away or leaves the house in this unfamiliar 
for my child to do that, then I'm going to go to the local authorities and I expect them to help Mm -hmm. assist with this. Mm -hmm. But because they were so reluctant to do so, you got to go to social media. But what what I did love about that was as a community, we came together and we got out. My phone was so flooded with messages, text messages, whereabouts and scenes and all. It was ridiculous. I was really happy. Because it turned out the young lady ended up being safe, fortunately for us. I mean, it, the story didn't go so well for the parent, but yeah. mm-hmm. still the child was found unharmed and unscathed. So that just shows you the power of what we have when we come together. We could get things done um, because we all was crusading. You know, yeah, we talked we about that all the, the time. Yeah, like, we listen, if there's anything we felt we could do, we do. Yeah, I, I think um, the media is guilty of what they call. And I'm, you know, for those since this is virtual, I'm doing air quotes, the um, missing white woman syndrome. And a lot of that is really focused on when we hear about missing uh, Caucasian and white women, European women, they always put this really photogenic photo up of them and people get locked in on that. Right. And when, if you look at what they put out there of missing black people, when they do, it's never really a good Mm -mm. photo. Mm -mm. And we focus on the people's backstory, not that just a person is missing. And so I think the media has to do a better job to prune down on this missing white woman syndrome because they automatically assume that if it's a black or brown person missing, that there's some foul play, there's some drugs involved. And then the news outlets are like, oh, that's one of a dozen stories. That's not interesting. It's not newsworthy. Mm -hmm. And so they don't promote it and they don't socialize it. But I think we have to stop doing that. And the media's got to be fair and they got to be across the board and give all of those cases the same amount of attention that they would, um, you know, for black and brown women, um, that they would for for non-black and brown women, for for white women. They have to do that, and they have to um, publicize it at the same rate, make sure that it's consistent, Mm -hmm. make sure that they're doing that at the prime times. Don't do it. Don't show the white woman that's missing at the 5 o'clock news and then at the 11 o'clock news where there's less people probably watching um, you're going to show that picture for 10 seconds and nobody can can really see it. So I think that that's one thing that we have to do. Um, just, you know, just be clear and just cover the stories. Just do the news. Don't cherry pick which story you want to tell because it's going to get more ratings. And I think that's where the media um, can um, do a better job. And they can also spend less time covering one story. So if you have... 10 women missing in a particular state. Don't just focus on one woman. Cut those segments up and make sure that you're giving ample uh, visibility to all of the cases, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe that's just one segment you run, but at least give all of the information um, and continue to share um, news updates, right? Don't just blast the story and we never hear anything um, less because we don't know how we can get involved and help, right? We're thinking, oh, we saw it on the news last week, but now we haven't hide, heard hide nor hair. Oh, the person's been found. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're still missing. Mm-hmm. So just be consistent with that. Um, and, and don't create fake stories. Don't don't embellish the stories based on what you think. Be honest and just only share the facts. Just share the facts. Don't start embellishing it and, and trying to make hysteria. Give us the straight facts so that as a community, we can get more involved. Also, too, um, 
and I think of the evolution of, 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 of people, right? Because, and I'm on my throwbacks, I'm on my throwback stuff, right? Because when we were kids, you were, if someone was missing, they were on the back of a milk carton, right? Exactly. They're on the back of a milk carton. And now that, you know, people drink, it's too many milk cartons to put them on. You got soy milk, you got 2%, you got latte, lactose intolerance, you got all these different types of milks, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that might not be, that might not be willing to participate and put in the face on the back of their carton, you know, to help get that out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that there's there's a, so many things that we dropped the ball or the ball was dropped at a point in time, whereas though it can help aid finding these people, whereas though social media wasn't as prevalent back then, okay. yes. you know, everybody drank milk, so why not put, put them on, on the back, back of a milk carton? carton. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So... Nowadays, put them back on a soy milk cart, put them back on a 2%, put them back on almond milk, put them back on a rice milk, put them on the back of all these different milks just to get the message out there. And then also, too, I think, which was a a very key point that uh, Shaw Money was making was, though, we just need to be proactive. It's your kid. Be proactive. Mm -hmm. Do everything you can possibly do on your end to get the word out there to say that this is my kid. My child is missing. If anybody see see my kid, here's my here's my number. DM me. You know, send me a message on Facebook. Send it to a friend of a friend of a friend that know me on Facebook or, or something like that. Just get back to me. And as parents, just as we're proactive with a whole lot of other things with our kids, we can't leave this up to the law to go ahead and and and, and thinking that they're gonna do the best job no the best job possible mm-hmm. because of the simple fact is that they're not taking it serious. They're not looking at this as if this is one of their own and they're taking it and using the same resources that they would if it was one of their own. So with all that being said, make sure that we're proactive. Make sure that we're doing everything that we can on our end to make sure that we do what we can do to find our kids. You're and right. not just leaving it up to them to do it because they have a different take and a different look at it. So we should definitely be uh, proactive in doing that. I agree with you 100%. And you know the crazy I'm just listening to you think and listening to Shy talk. I think one of the things we, we, we're we so good at throwing these quote-unquote parties, the one thing we need to get bad at is throwing search parties. Right. And I think we really need to be active when it comes to that too. Because back in the day, they did have, you know, this child that's missing on a milk carton. And they had children of color. It was a more diverse. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they did it demographically where they sold the milk. Who knows? Because I didn't see everybody's milk carton in every table. But if they had a young black girl, a young Asian kid, or a young Latino kid um, on the milk cartons, we we studied it because we drink, we eating breakfast. So you're looking what? right at it. It didn't have to be on everybody's table, but it was in the supermarket. Market. Exactly, that too. Yeah, absolutely it was in the right. It was absolutely so you had right. To see so you had to it. see it, exactly. So and you always imagine, like, wow, if I see this kid, would I really would I what would I do? How would I react? I think we we have a responsibility just as a community. It's your child. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to be more proactive as a family, as a community, just as a one cohesive unit to try to help, especially for our culture, for our people. Let me, we have to do that. Let me let me just clear something up. A little change your verbiage a little bit when you say is your child. If it's a community, it's our your child. child. Yeah. So we Correct. should treat it that way. Correct. We should treat it that way. It's our child. So Correct. it's not just 
your child that's missing is our child. So we should all be proactive. Have a stake in it. Let me ask you guys a question. With so many women of color and women in general that's being trafficked, do you know the signs to look for when somebody is in distress? No. No, I don't. Me either. No. no. Me either. I know. I'll be honest with you. And I don't. And, then, and, then, and I think about it. It's so funny because I was going to mention this earlier. They're, like on Fridays, me and my daughter, we, we go to dinner on Fridays. That sushi-loving baby you got. Yeah, that sushi-loving <laughs> baby. And so we're walking you know, to the restaurant or whatever. But she's like a step or two behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, you got to step. Keep your... But here's the thing. She's so into her phone. Mm-hmm. I could see why somebody can grab you. Because yeah. you ain't looking. You ain't yeah. paying attention to nothing that's going on. I'm yeah. like, yo, put that phone up and just pay attention to what's going on around you. Because whatever you're looking for is going to be right there on that phone when you get to wherever you're getting at. That's yes. good feedback. Just relax. If your phone is going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be there. The data is there. It's on. The batteries ain't dead. You're going to be <laughs> fine. Just keep look. Check your surroundings. Granted, you're not too young to not know what's going on. You know, it's because you need to know. It's not always feeling like, well, my mom is going to take me everywhere I need to go. But even when your mom's not with you, like, you catch the school bus, you know, you get off the bus, catch the school, you got to go from the bus to that to your door. You got to make sure nobody following you, walking around. They get too naive. So what I found in my research, since we all agree we do not know the signs to look for when people are being trafficked, I think many of our listeners are probably in the same boat. So we want to make sure going vocal pod, squad, Listeners, Listeners. (laughs) that was a tongue twister for me. (laughs) We want to make sure that we're not just talking to you guys for the sake of being talking. We want to make sure that we are equipping you guys to be safe. So what I'm here um, is a list from from the FBI's website of the signs for um, that we can all look for just in our day to day life. You don't have to change anything you're doing. But to Lou's point, you need to be more aware of. you know, what's happening in your neighborhoods when you're going about your business, going to work. Um, Here's a short list of things that you can look for that might be a sign of someone being trafficked or being kidnapped. A look for someone who appears to be malnourished, signs of physical injuries, um, an individual who might be avoiding contact and social interaction, somebody who has scripted or rehearsed uh, responses, uh, somebody who doesn't have identification. I would have never thought of that. Like everybody should always be walking around. We've always been taught to carry your ID with you, especially in the black and brown community. Um, somebody who's, who is living at their place of employment. They don't have the appropriate housing. That could be in some cases, an indication that this person is being trafficked or has been um, you know, kidnapped. So a person that has poor physical health and dental health. Um, some sort of tattooing or branding um around their neck. Um, small children serving in a family restaurant. Like if you go to very ethnic restaurants, if you notice that they have children working in there, um, that could be an indication that um something is awry and you may want to look for other signs or just take the opportunity um, to alert the local law enforcement. And again, we're not encouraging our listeners to physically intervene, but if you see some of these, uh, scenarios that I've just listed, 
you may want to, you know, maybe take a double look and look a little further and observe to see if things, things seem to arrive. And one of the biggest things they said is if you encounter a female and she's with the male counterpart and he's answering all of the questions for her, um, that is probably an indication that um, something is awry and you may want to alert authorities to get involved. So we want to make sure that our listeners are equipped to be aware as they're going about doing their daily task. You know, keep 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 your eyes open, folks, and also share this list with your daughters and with your sons and your your other family members and friends and make sure we're having conversations to raise awareness that people need to know that this is happening because the more we talk about it, the better off we can all remain safe. So don't be afraid um to raise these conversations. I know this is not, you know, talk that we might have on a regular basis, but we need to incorporate this in our daily life and not make it a conversation that's so taboo and that's only talked about in certain environments. We need to make sure that this is the norm because the more we share, the more we are able to keep each other safe. I think that's the best line of defense too for, um, for situations to come. I think too, for, I don't know how that all of the ages for our listeners, but I could just say to the parents, have a discussion with your young sons and daughters, daughters especially, because um, kids tend to, they do come up missing, but sometimes it's kids who probably, maybe they just eloped, went outside, and then they just never returned. And a lot of times, there's somebody that knows where this child may be or suspect, but they have this no snitching rule, and they don't understand that a child's safety is at risk. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you have to be, you got to think, Think safety first. Don't think of having fun and just having a good time. Always think safety first. I have to tell my daughter that she's off the, She's off in college. And we have those discussions all the time. You know, young black women are coming up missing. So it's very imperative that you let someone know your whereabouts. Uh, you know, I would, I would hope that it would be my wife to know if I don't know. Because I think it's important because these black women are being taken off these streets some somebody on doing because they leaving and then something happens that they didn't want to happen and then some they're abducted. Yeah. So I just think, you know, we have to come together as a community. We gotta care. We gotta care enough that to lose point, these are our children. So we have to care enough. Yeah. I think that um when you think of some of those um telltale warning signs that that, that you mentioned, um these things were the furthest thing from my mind. I think about somebody living at the job. I'm just thinking maybe they're you know they burnt out or mm-hmm. lost their home or lost whatever they and all they have is their job. Mm-hmm. The other thing is um, a kid that's so young, like little young Lee at the Chinese store. You thinking it's a cultural thing? They teaching them generate generational how to work at a young age and this is what you need to do and not thinking that this kid is probably not their kid or yeah. it's probably don't Could don't be. belong to them yes and and, and and you know so these things are far things that were the furthest from my mind i would have never thought to think that this is some somebody that has been abducted yeah. you know what i'm saying and when you when we when you first initially were saying that i'm thinking of times that somebody like scared and not saying that and walking with somebody getting drugs somebody dragging them like hurry up come on pulling them mm-hmm. cursing at them and things of that nature that's what I'm thinking but it's it's 
Far from it. Right, far from it. I remember when the young lady last name um, Smart, I I think it was Susan, I I forget, I forget, Um, but she was abducted by the guy. Um, She wasn't hidden the whole time. He was taking her out in public. He had taught her to say that she was his wife. Mm -hmm. They would go grocery shopping. They were panhandling right close, only about 10 or so miles from where she really lived. Mm. And um, she would walk behind him, some of the kind of things, but like he would speak for her, like how that list said. Some of those things were all signs that, um, you know, people should have picked up on. And she was much younger than him. So, like, how could she be his wife? So, I guess people just are not aware. So, I think we have to educate ourselves and equip ourselves. But um, to our listeners out there, if you need to report anything, if, God forbid, you have a family or a friend who is missing, you can reach out to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Their phone number is 1-800-843-5678. Again, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. If for some reason you or your family or your friend group are in this situation with a family member and it is not getting help or you need additional help, please reach out to them. Again, the number is 1-800-843-5678. Please use your smartphones. There's a whole host of resources, but that is the most notable one that has been around and reputable. There's also 1-800-THE-LOSS, and you can check with your local police stations um, to understand, you know, what support they can give you and your family. Remember, this is your tax dollars that are paying for this, so keep your foot on the pedal. Please try to open these conversations up and, and keep one another safe, and just, you know, like Lou said, be aware of your surroundings and make sure that you're equipping your, your young women in your family and your young men on how to remain safe out there, but guys... I think, oh wait, before we do that, I think of this one one um, situation with this young boy. I don't know if you guys remember this. He got kidnapped, and he was in the trunk of the car. Mm. And in the trunk of the car, he kept singing Hezekiah Walker, um, every praise is to my God. Uh-huh. He kept singing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. repeatedly. Really? In the trunk of the car, and the kidnapper just... The abductee just put him out. Like I can't take nothing. You just, you just, really? you wow. blowing minds right now. You gotta wow. get out. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Sing him, sing him. He let him go. Oh, he wow. let him go. The power of God, God right? Yes. The power yeah. of God. He was covered God. and protected. Yes, yes. And he just kept singing. And I wonder if, if, if this would be a get your shit together too. If, if someone abducts someone, they got trafficked, and now they want to get food stamps for this kid. What? Would they be able to get public assistance? Because a lot of times, because of the immigration, a lot of non-U.S. nationals don't have documentation. Mm -hmm. They allow them to forego providing that documentation, and they allow them to get some assistance. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So they probably would be able to use that as an excuse. Um, on why they could don't have documentation. They may say they're not a national or they lost it or something like that. It's unfortunately very easy to get fake documents. Mm. So you could, they could get all types of... Yeah. And they, they done stole a kid and now they get all kinds of assistance from the country yeah. to help them on the evade, up in the baby. Look at the woman. Um, she, unfortunately, her daughter killed her. 
Um, but she had been suffering from Munchausen by proxy syndrome where the parent tells the kids, force the kids to pretend to be sick or mm-hmm. yeah. make the kids think they're sick so that they can get a lot of fame. Mm-hmm. She moved from state to state um, because every time like doctors didn't want to treat her daughter and give her daughter all these medications, she moved to a whole nother state. Told them she lost all of her daughter's documents. And her daughter was like 18, but she was telling them she was like 13 and 14. And she got fake documents. She gave she got all kind of fake documents. Yeah. Because she moved to a whole new state. So, unfortunately, it's ways to get around that stuff. Yeah. This stupid country we live in. Yeah. yeah so. So, all right, people. You know, know what time it time. is. You know what time it is. Time somebody get you know their shit together. what time it is. You got to get your shit together. Who's up the bat? All right, people. I ain't want to do it, but don't make me do it. <laughs> don't make me do it. Listen, y'all media networks need to get y'all shit together. Y'all do not have enough Christmas specials out. Y'all are not pumping us. I am used to, at this point in the Christmas season, I'm used to being flooded with Charlie Brown, Rudolph, the Ten Soldiers. Like, I mean, what's up with this broadcast? I need my Christmas specials it is an annual tradition in my family that i flip out and go ape shit over rudolph like i've never seen this again every time when they shun him and they don't let him play reindeer games blows my mind i start crying i want to cry people i got tears built up i want to cry can i get my rudolph i want the old rudolph too where you could tell the animation was bad but we didn't know back in the 70s (laughs) come on y'all let me get my get y'all shit together um cable that 300 dollars we paying a month for files can i get my rudolph please Shit. Yeah, it goes out to ABC, all those other local channels. I need channels my too. Rudolph. They used to play those shows. Oh, when they do Frosty, and then he start melting. The Heat and he Miser and all of those guys, yeah. He fucks me up every yeah. time. Mr. 101. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, can I get my Christmas yeah. on? Listen, in, in honor of the, today's show, my Get Your Shit Together is going out to UPS. Wow. UPS. It's gonna be a long um, one, guys. Yeah. Brace yourself. I I, I order. I order. Take listen, yourself. audience, and this is for everybody listening. You know, just not just keep your tracking number. Find out who the UPS drivers and get the truck number. All that, because my package was on milk cartons. And, um, I ordered an iPad. Um, shout out to Verizon because they got it to me when I needed it. Um, I ordered an iPad and the iPad case. So I put the order in. I was on the phone with Lou the whole time. I was actually shocked it went through. Um, I got my iPad in the mail. It was supposed to came to me on a Wednesday. Um, iPad box shows up. My daughter signs for it. I'm not home, but I'm excited with anticipation. Like, I got my new iPad. Let the crew know we're going to rock out. Get the box. Slits it open. Opens it up. I see my case. Okay, where's the iPad? iPad gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, now looking at the bill of lading, and it's saying, okay, you have your iPad, $1,600, and your case. Whatever the price is. So I'm like, $600, I ain't got no iPad. So now I call. They say, hey, well, yeah, you got your delivery. I didn't get my iPad. Take it to Verizon. They do their own investigative work. Looks at the box. Shows me where the box was slit. Where the driver, or I'm not going to say the driver, but allegedly somebody at UPS opened up the box, closed it, took the iPad out, closed it, put another piece of tape on it, which was separate from the tape that originally closed the box with. He was a dirty so, bastard. so I report this whole shindig to UPS. 
Verizon was very helpful because they shut shit down and they got me my iPad a couple days later. So shout out to Verizon for that. But UPS, y'all need to get y'all shit together. Y'all so raggedy. Y'all don't know what y'all put me and Lou through. We've been hearing this shit for a week. <laughs> word, Shame on y'all. Shame on y'all. Shame on y'all. I was contemplating running away from home and go pick Lou up on the way because this whole pod <laughs> squad was in jeopardy because of y'all stealing asses. Get y'all shit together. together exactly. Word. And anybody getting packages... Before that driver pulls off, make his ass stay right there till you open up the box. Look at him, look at the box. Look at him, look at the box. Open the box, look at him. Don't let him get past you. I mean, if you got to tackle him, tackle him. Except for my brother Terry out there. Don't tackle him. He do. He ain't on the regular route no more. Jesus, that was an ordeal. You all right, JLC? No, I'm good, I'm good. All right. I'm, we'll I'm, get him counsel, some tea. Counseling is almost over, but I'm yeah, good. Yeah, he's in therapy. Mm-hmm. We're going to get him some green tea, have him calm down. All right, Lou, what should get your shit my together? Get, my get your shit together. I'm going to one of your favorite places, Shore Hills, Shore Hills Mall. <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's just not in the cards for us to be at Shore Hills Mall. Me and, it's not me and Lou going to be out there picketing by ourselves. Word. And trying to buy something at the same time. And right? trying to get something from Cheesecake Factory. It's my last time. So I go into Nordstrom's. I'm with my homegirl. Shout out to her because she works at Nordstrom's, but not that one per se. And we go to Nordstrom's all the time. Well, she works there, so I go because her discount. Thanks, shout out to her for her discount. <laughs> and um, we go, we show his mall, and I go to the Creed counter, right? Because I one day I'm gonna buy Creed, right? Okay. But until that day comes, until my ship comes in, I need a sample. Okay, samples are there for a reason. I, I need a sample. You're sampling it until you buy it. This lady, I ain't gonna say her name. Because I don't know her name, but I know her color. Okay. Right? Okay. And she looks like us. Okay. Oh, man. And she says, Oh, we're not allowed to give out samples. I'm like, Since when? Because I was just at Nordstrom's on 79th Street. Shout out to Nordstrom's in New York. They gave me a sample. I used that one, so I need more. <laughs> I ain't ready to buy it yet. That's $350 a pop I got to get, right? So she's like, no, we just don't give out samples and we just don't do that here at, at Nordstrom's. I don't know where you may have done that at before. I said, at Nordstrom's. She says, oh, really? I said, yeah, Nordstrom's in uh, New York in downtown uh, Manhattan, right by Central Park. She goes, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know why they did that, but I'm not giving out no samples. She's, mm. And she just deaded the whole thing. Like, I'm not giving out nothing. Oh, shit. So... To you, lady, who think you own the Creed stand, who got stake in the Creed company, but you don't. You could oh, you could give people samples, get your shit together, and stop being such a tight ass with the Creed. Get the samples. I started to say, yeah. Right? Get, your, get your shit together. Yeah, Be informed. Get your, get get your shit together. Give up the samples, lady. That's it. That's what, they're that's, what sample, that's what they're there for. That's what samples are for. Yeah. They're not yours. Yeah. She, Why she was being. It so sounds like she was being selected. Lou, take me with you next selected. time. We gonna show, well, we, I'm tired of we this. We going time. to jail. We go to jail. We're probably going to have a small security situation. Because we're going to get these people together. But that aside, people, again, we want to shout out all of the listeners. We want to shout out and encourage folks to continue to send us feedback. Most importantly, subscribe, 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 like, and share. Um, We know it's the holiday season. People, be safe out there. Be aware. And with that said, much love from the Going Vocal Pod Squad. Peace. Peace.
tuning in to the Pod Squad.